I know that that can be really stressful as a parent. You're trying to calm your child down, but you're feeling anxious. So if parents can really have a mindfulness practice where they can use their breath work and use meditation to calm their own and regulate their own nervous system, then it's really beneficial to help your child then to be able to calm down. Would you like a chance to win our brand new mindful parenting course? All you have to do is leave our podcast a review on Spotify or Apple. Take a screenshot of it and then email it to me, Kelly Winkler at kiddingaroundyoga.com. That's spelled K-E-L-L-Y-W-I-N-K-L-E-R at kiddingaroundyoga.com. We'll be announcing the winner on June 24th. You can head over to our Facebook group, Mindful Conversations with Kay, so you don't miss the announcement. Welcome to Mindful Conversations with Kay. I'm Christy. And I'm Kelly. We are both moms, educators, kidding around yoga teachers, and trainers, and now podcasters. In this podcast, we will talk about using research-based tools and strategies to help increase mindfulness, self-awareness, connection, self-regulation, and peace in your home or classroom. Join us weekly for some fun and insightful conversations where we will take a deep dive into all things kids yoga and mindfulness. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Mindful Conversations with Kay. Kelly, how are you today? Doing pretty good. How about you, Christy? Doing good. You know, we're in the, we're recording this in June of 2022. So we're kind of in the home stretch, finishing up the last of the school activities before the kids get out for the summer. And so it does things feel just a teeny bit frenetic around here, just with all of the stuff that we have going on. And I'm assuming they do for you too, since you have yeah, as many kids as I have. <laughs> yes, we're, we're amidst graduation ceremonies and end of the year things and parties. And it feels pretty hectic with a, with a view of like summer, like we're almost there. I keep saying we're like crawling our way there to like relaxation and a little bit of more calm. Who knows if we actually get that when we get there, but you know, <laughs> it feels like that. It, it is funny. I, I think I've shared the story before on this podcast. Maybe, maybe I haven't, I don't know, but every time I take my kids down to the bus, uh, we, we, we drive them down, I drive them down to the bus stop and, and we always have a song. We have a song of the day. And, and, and so we sing these songs. So, uh, Monday is, you know, Monday, Monday by the mamas and the papas. And, and, you know, Friday is the song Friday by, by, I don't know who, anyway. So Tuesday was a day that we always didn't know what song to play on Tuesday. Well, we've come up with our, our Tuesday song for the last couple of weeks has been the song, the final countdown by Europe. <laughs> love it. So because it's a final countdown at the end of school. So that's our, uh, that's been our Tuesday song. So yeah, it's, uh, we are in the final, the final countdown last few days. We, so. Yeah, we are, we are too. Yeah. My, my little ones only have two more days, two half days left. My big ones have five days left. And so we are definitely in the final countdown for sure. <laughs> 
you know, and, and, and as you're, I know you've got one graduating high school and then you've got, you know, your other graduating uh, from, from sixth grade and, you know, it, it's, it makes me just a teen. And I, I have one that'll be starting high school in the fall. And, you know, you start thinking back like, oh man, has it really gone this quickly? Cause I just, and, you, and, and of course, social media, now you get these Facebook memories that pop up. And I had one pop up of my youngest the other day. It was like 12 years ago. And oh, this little chubby little baby. And oh, just makes me a little bit nostalgic yes, for those. I those know. We had to submit, we had to submit baby pictures for both my kids that are graduating one elementary school, one high school. They had to submit baby pictures for the yearbook you know, and they, they, they have a whole section of, of their baby pictures. And so, oh my goodness, that was like unbelievable looking back, like my daughter graduating high school, I'm like 18 years. Like I can't, <laughs> I can't grasp it. It's really hard to, to believe. And it's just, it, it goes. So they always, you know, everybody always says, oh, it goes so fast. It goes so fast, but you know, it really, really does. And so, you know, today we're going to be talking about having a mindfulness practice during those infant toddler preschool years, which is really, you know, that, that kind of makes me think about like really trying to enjoy those, enjoy those times and be present in that moment, because sometimes we end up getting ahead of ourselves thinking of the future. And, you know, we're always like, when our kids are getting to the next stage. And so, uh, yeah, thinking about just being in that moment, I almost sometimes wish I could go back there just for a day or two. (laughs) Yeah, hundred percent. You know, and I I just taught, I taught a class, a yoga class yesterday and the theme for the class was presence. It was being present and, and it was just practicing being there in the moment and just repeating that mantra, like, this is what's happening right now. And you know, and, and, and I think I even said this in my class, our, you know, the brains have, our brains have really evolved to be this futuristic, like, like, you know, what, 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 what are we, what's next? What's next? What's next? And, and so when we do that, when we're looking ahead to what's next, when we're thinking about, you know, these things, we lose the opportunity to be present and to just be there in the moment and enjoy what's happening. So, um, so I think, you know, what we're talking about today, just developing a mindfulness practice and including your infants and toddlers and your little ones in this, it's possible. I, you know, that's, that's, yeah. uh, it's funny. A lot of pe- times people don't think about, about yoga for, for those little bitty ones, but uh, it is absolutely uh, possible and, and really, uh, really important to do. Yeah, and really the, you know, research has shown that it's really beneficial for, for parents, first of all, to have a mindfulness practice of their own, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to help increase that, you know, helps you increase remaining present will help you increase that connection with your child because you will be right there with them in that moment, right. not having your mind someplace else and just going through the motions. So for that, but but also I know you were talking about the practice of oming and how like biologically that can you tell us tell us about that a little bit. You know, I don't know if you saw, and I'm sure you did, and this, this video was like a viral video that was going around years ago with the daddy that, that uh, the baby's crying, and so he holds the baby up to his chest, and he chants, oh, and um, it was beautiful, and then the baby just, you know, the baby just stops crying, right, and there is something to that, that chanting and that vibration that happens that 
really helps to, to calm, you know, to calm everybody down. And, you know, and I think about the, the group that I work with, I teach a prenatal yoga class and, um, you know, starting this practice, even when the baby's in utero, because when, when a mom's pregnant, right, that the, all of these hormones that, that, that are happening when, when, when a mom gets stressed, right, those stress hormones are elevated and the baby is going to um, be affected by that. So anything that you can do to sort of help manage that, even in utero, right? And it's almost like if you if that's a practice that you have when you're pregnant and you're you're chanting om, and maybe it's not chanting om, maybe it's just humming or doing something that creates that vibration, right? Then when baby's born, they're going to recognize that, right? So when that's something that you do to sort of help calm, the baby's going to recognize that. So I I. I, I just, I love the idea of starting or continuing if you've already got a practice in place, but, but doing a, a prenatal uh, yoga a class and, and mindfulness practices. Um, I, I just yeah. think that's going to do nothing but, but benefit you and baby. Yeah, it's awesome. It's so I love that video of that dad. And it, it reminds me a lot of when my, my kids were infants, I didn't own, but I would place them on my chest and do audible breaths. Mm, um, when they yes. were crying. And I always found that they were able to slowly, their crying would slow down and almost their breath would begin to match my slow breathing. And then they would, you know, it's that's co-regulation, right? So they begin to regulate their own breath to match mine. And that was always so helpful, which is really hard to do when you have a an upset child, a baby who's crying, you know, and, and I had, you know, one of my kids who was as a, as a very small infant, you know, he, he struggled a lot for the first six weeks of his life. We didn't know he had a, a severe milk protein allergy. So, oh my goodness. so yeah, so he was having a lot of um, pain, abdominal pain that we didn't know he was a newborn. Uh, so he would be like, he would start off okay in the morning, but then the more he would drink throughout the day, it would get worse and worse. So by nighttime, he would be for hours, he would cry sometimes. And he, you know, so it was like stressful at times until we figured out what was going on and got him on a prescription formula. So I, I know that that can be really stressful as a parent, you're trying to calm your child down, but you're feeling anxious. So if parents can really have a mindfulness practice where they can use their breath work and use meditation to calm their own and regulate their own nervous system, then it's really beneficial to help your child then to be able to calm down. Because like you said, they can sense those, that stress in our body when we're, especially as infants, when we're holding them, if we feel tense or, you know, are, we have that shallow fast breath, they're sensing that. They can pick up on that. Yeah. 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 So that hundred percent when then, you know, I've, I've taught uh, mom and baby yoga classes before, which is just oh, so wonderful. Oh I my just gosh, love amazing. classes, so cute. But, and really those types of classes are um, really a lot. It's, it's a, you know, we place a lot of emphasis on the parent and, and the grown up and whoever it is that brings the baby to the class or may, you know, it may just it may be a caregiver of, of, of some sort, not necessarily mom, but, um, but those are really a, a perfect opportunity 
to just connect with baby, right? So maybe the the grown up is is doing you know a, a downward dog or something just and baby's laying underneath them, and so they get to have that eye contact and make those faces, and then you know they come in. I've I've had them you know come into a plank pose and then lower their knees and lower down and it's sort of a chaturanga style you know push them and then they give baby a little little kiss on the cheek or whatever and then come back. So it's just such a great opportunity to connect with the child. Yeah, yeah, and it's so great because anybody can do that. You don't have to go to a mommy and me yoga class, right? Right. You could be at your own house, right? Just have, lay out a little blanket, put your baby on the blanket. The mom or dad or whoever's caregiver can be getting a little exercise in and at that same time connecting with the baby. I love that so much. And yeah, and there's, and- there's quite a few, there's quite a few mom and, uh, you know, mom and baby or, or grown up in me or mini and me, baby and me sort of classes, you can mm-hmm. find free stuff on, on YouTube. And so um, lots of opportunity to, to do those types of things. Yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And then as they get older, as they start getting a little older, boy, it gets fun. I, yes. My favorite class to teach these days is my mini and me. And, and we start at age two, although I've had kids as young as 18 months in there with their grown up. And uh, by then, of course, they're more mobile. So they're, they're getting up, they're moving around and, and uh, they're wanting to to, uh, to, to, to dance and, and play and, oh, we sing songs and we, uh, we do all sorts of stuff with the kiddos. And one thing I do in that class is I, it's kind of the same structure every time. So I have the same opening song. I have the same closing song. And near the end, we always do a rocking song where they get to sit in the lap of their special person and they get to do a little rocking back and forth. And so they get to understand the flow they get to understand it's like this song oh okay now we're starting like oh this song okay that means we're at the end of class so you know you've got uh you've got that that recognition of of the flow and the structure but oh i tell you we teach i teach peace begins with me and the kiddos will sit on their grown-ups lap and they'll both together do peace begins with me and i see them they're almost like rocking together in this rhythm motion and and i invariably i get i get those grownups coming back week after week say, oh, we practice peace begins with me and it's perfect. And I love having this now because now this is something we can do. And, and, uh, you know, when they're getting upset, so even little bitty, even those little ones, they begin to associate those different mindful mindfulness practices with a calm feeling in their body because their parents, right? Like you said, if they're rocking back and forth or just the rhythm of the caregiver's voice with that piece begins with me, the, the, you know, the sound of their voice and they can begin to associate with that with like, Ooh, my body is feeling calm. So next time they're starting to get upset. And if their caregiver can think quickly to start that, you can really, quickly bring that kid down, you know, calm them down quickly because they've already associated that, that rhythm and that, you know, that practice with feeling calm. So they, they can, they start to connect that in their, within their body to connect that mind body connection is so important and it can start so, so young. I mean, you can do it with, I know. And when I teach um, my toddler and preschool classes, I think I've talked about it before, you know, the consistency of using the same song during our peaceful garden, because that's what they, they they associate. Oh, this is our rest song. Like this is our, our calm song. They, they know, and they look for it and they don't want me to change it up because that they start to associate that with that feeling of being calm and cozy on their, 
on their mat or whether they're rolled up in their mat or on their caregiver's lap, whatever, it, whatever it is. Yeah. So, so providing that consistent practice for them will help them to recognize when, you know, when they're in that moment to, to start to calm down. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you and I both do a lot of work with that, that preschool age. And of course we were both preschool teachers. So, and yeah. I, and I used, I used yoga a lot in my preschool classes. I used, you know, songs, but just, you know, regular poses or <clears throat> whatever. And, um, and now of course, you know, I'm not in the classroom, but I get to rotate uh, around and, and I've got a, a little daycare preschool that I work with regularly and, uh, and, oh, they're just, they're delightful. And what's super fun is they, I walk in the door and they're like, yoga Christy is here. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm yoga Christy. With it. Yeah, I love so, that. Oh, they're just, they're, they're just so fantastic. And um, I think, I think, like you said, it's just that, that ability to recognize like what their, what their body's doing, recognize what's happening when they feel yeah. upset and then associating that with the practices that we do in the class. That yeah. Helps and they're, they're at such an exploration. This, I love this age because they're exploring everything. They're exploring their environment. They're exploring their senses. They're, they're exploring their, their own bodies and, you know, like teaching them, you know, their, the awareness to go along with that. Like, it's like, they're, they're the perfect age to start a mindfulness practice because they're in it. They're in the moment, right? You know, they've, they've forgotten what happened two minutes ago. They're, they're in it. If they're, they, you take out a new, thing of play-doh like you know and they get those their hands and like they're right in there in that play-doh they forgot what you were doing two minutes ago For right sure. they're so they're naturally present and so if we can help them to continue with that practice of really being in that present moment and exploring their senses and exploring their environment and and really giving them the language to go along with that for as far as their emotions go and their body you know it's it can be so powerful and of course, you know, the brain is, is continuing to develop, you know, into, you know, teenage years and in, into the early 20s, you know, and, and so you're always creating these new circuits. But if you start really creating these, these circuits and these, these neural uh, connections, you know, at this young age, that can really help with their, with that prefrontal cortex development and, and, uh, and all of that and that self-regulation. Yeah, definitely. And as far as their body awareness goes, you know, some kids are, have a little better body sense than others. Like, you know, I, I have four kids and, and, and my, my two boys were like very, have very good body awareness when they were very, very young. You know, they rode a bike very early. They were, they were climbers and they didn't get hurt a lot. You know, they, they had very good body awareness, but my older daughter didn't as much. It took her a long time to learn how to do things like ride a two-wheeler bike. She just didn't have that, that awareness of her body and that coordination and so, you know, having a yoga practice young like that and teaching them about their body awareness and where their body is in space. And I know we've talked about it before that, how, what do you call it? The language about the body. Physical literacy. Yeah. Yes. Physical literacy. I always love that. I always love that term, um, you know, helping them to explore where their body is and, uh, you know, is, is really important you know, yeah. especially for those kids who that doesn't come naturally to. Right. Right. Absolutely. And that's where, that's where a yoga practice uh, can come in and, and consistency. Mm -hmm. we, we, we say this all the time, but just the consistency, bringing these, 
these little practices in, in little bits and pieces, wherever it fits in throughout your day, but doing it during times where, where everybody's calm and you can have fun with it and uh, not waiting until, until there's, there's meltdowns. Exactly. Yeah. And then also to another little thing that I always like to bring up about this age, because we always are you know, being, being a former preschool teacher and still going in and out of a lot of preschools now teaching yoga, we always hear the teachers and I was one of them doing the same thing, uh, you know, asking the kids to put their listening ears on, you know, and (laughs) have their, their learning, their learning, you know, posture and their, their learning body, their whole body learning and all of this. And um, having a mindfulness practice where we ask them to tune in to that sense of hearing mm-hmm. helps them to understand what you mean. Because when they're toddlers and you tell them to listen, they don't really understand what that means, right? You know, right. they don't know how to tune into that hearing unless we've practiced it with them. So using right. like your Ting bells or even, you know, with the music or putting on some, some sounds like sounds of the ocean or sounds of the rain and just getting them to listen to it and really tune in. And if they would like to, to close their eyes so they can really focus on just their listening, that can help them understand what you mean when you say, okay, is everybody's listening ears on? Mm -hmm. They'll start to understand that. And we know that as they grow older, that's really important going into elementary school. I, I, I do. I ring the tingshas. I do it in my adult class too. Honestly, that's the way I open and close my adult yoga classes, but my kids' classes are all the same way. I, I, I open with the sound of the symbols and with the, mm-hmm. with the babies and the toddler, with the toddlers, I'm, I do a little song, a little welcome song and eat. And I ring the chimes for each child and, and they just, to watch them just sit, get so focused and they're listening and everybody gets completely silent and they hear the symbols and they smile. They think it's so neat. But then in the, in my preschool classes, same thing, you know, we ring the symbols three times and that's our opening. And each time when you hear the sound of the symbols, put your thumbs up, but keep your thumb up for as long as you can hear the symbols ringing. When you cannot hear it ringing anymore, then you put the thumbs down, right? So that's our, that's always our opening, uh, our opening volley in our, in our class. So yeah, I do it in all my classes too. I, it's, it's one of my favorite activities mm-hmm. to do with them. They love it. They love yeah. it so much. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, yeah. great, great stuff. Great conversation, of course. And just, you know, I'm, I'm loving that we're just taking a dive into um, yoga through the ages, right? So uh, this, this conversation, uh, babies, toddlers, preschoolers, um, our next conversation, we're going to get into um, uh, school age kids and, and, and those little bit older kiddos. And then, and then beyond that, we'll do another one, uh, that involves, uh, teens because we know they're a whole different animal. They They sure are. (laughs) Each of us have teens. We both have teens. Isn't that, aren't they fun? (laughs) We love them dearly. We do love them. We do love our our teens. All right. Well, wonderful conversation. Thank you, Kelly. And uh, thanks everybody for joining us uh, for this conversation today. Yeah. See you next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for this conversation. If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to subscribe and give us a written review to help us reach others and share all the benefits of kids yoga and mindfulness. If you want more information on all that Kidding Around Yoga has to offer, you can find us at kiddingaroundyoga.com 
and on Facebook and Instagram at Kidding Around Yoga. We will meet you back here next week for another fun conversation with Christy and Kelly.